Now, an In Focus exclusive. I want you to give me a word that describes President Trump's first year in office. I'm going to say chaotic. Absolutely amazing. Disappointed. Too much drama. He is still the leader of our country. Who do we believe? We don't believe the media. We don't believe politicians. Who do we believe? I stand with President Trump. Hillary so, President you know, right now. thank God she's not. And they're costing us money. Why are they here? If they want to come here, then they come the here legally. Today, join the conversation. Exploring the issues that matter most in Indiana. This is In Focus with Dan Spieler. Good morning and welcome to a special edition of In Focus. I'm Dan Spieler. And I'm Matt Smith. Now, a little more than a year after the inauguration of President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, we wanted to hear directly from Indiana voters. Dan, boy did we ever. Mm -hmm. We assembled 16 voters in two focus groups, picked by our In Focus panelists. Eight backed President Trump, eight voted for Hillary Clinton, and nothing was off limits. These Hoosiers proving civil yet contentious conversations are the new norm. We'll have that conversation in just a minute. First, following a number of other stories today as well. It is race day, so obviously a lot of people talking about the Indy 500 this afternoon. Security is tight, as always, ahead of today's race. This weekend, a lot of reaction also pouring in after Friday's school shooting in Noblesville. As this issue of school safety and gun control continues to be front and center with the latest school shooting happening here in central Indiana. Our Gabby Gonzalez has more. Well, Dan, we were out here all day Friday as so many parents rushed to the scene to make sure their children were okay. Many of them stunned as they realized that their hometown of Noblesville is now added to the long list of communities now impacted by gun violence at school. Reaction coming in from leaders from Noblesville and from all across the state. I am satisfied that we're on the right path, that we're heading in the right direction, that more schools are taking um, advantage of the resources that are there to make sure their schools are secure. But going forward um, in, in um, traveling here today, the Speaker and the President of the Senate and I, um, as you can imagine, we're in a perpetual huddle talking about we need to make sure that we don't leave any stone unturned. And if there is a resource that is needed by a school in the state of Indiana, we're going to find a way uh, to deliver on that. Here we go again. Here, here we go again. And it's just really, really, really unfortunate. Um, and I have, as I've said to all of you before, I wish I had the answer. We needed to collectively provide whatever support is necessary uh, to uh, help out um, these individuals and all the students uh, who are uh, witness uh, to this uh, horrific episode. Too many students have seen this kind of thing happen lately, whether it's school safety or whether it's more of a conversation about guns. What do we need to do to make sure this doesn't keep happening? Well, um, we need to uh, first make sure that uh, we, we have that conversation, that we act on the back end of it with respect to uh, solutions. Today I'm focused and uh, my prayers are directed uh, at the families and the victims. We need to get aligned. We need to discuss, we need to partner, we need to get efficient, and we need to be productive. And that is exactly what our communities and our schools across the state are working really hard to do. We've had these shootings around the country. You just never think that Noble, it could happen in Noblesville, Indiana. But um, it did. Uh, our people were prepared. I'm very proud of, uh, it's been said time and time again, but law enforcement from police to ATF and 
and everyone else was involved and certainly the school system and their staff were prepared for this incident. And we also learned that Congresswoman Susan Brooks flew back home to quote, be with and support the Noblesville community after the school shooting. She tweeted, during times of fear and uncertainty, it's critically important we come together as a community. Please continue to pray for those injured. Congressman Andre Carson also issued a statement saying, quote, today our community was struck by a senseless act of gun violence. Our country is exhausted by these tragedies and we have run out of patience. Every student in our country deserves to attend school without fear for his or her safety. He goes on to say every time something like this occurs, we pray it will be the last, but that is unlikely to be the case until Congress takes meaningful action. We can do more to protect Americans by tackling gun violence. Dan, back to you. All right, thanks. We have called this special edition of In Focus Hoosiers Divided. Because a year into the first term of President Trump, these voters are seemingly divided, Dan, on everything from religion to sports, the media and politics. You said she was lazy and no. she didn't work hard I, for what she no, had. No, I did not. It. I never said that. They no. can roll the film. One year into the presidency of Donald Trump, we wanted to hear directly from Indiana voters. Look at the way we're fighting today. Good to meet you. Welcome. So for the past month, in two separate groups, we gathered 16 Hoosiers invited them to City Market in downtown Indianapolis. If you want to tuck some of the cord in, that'll probably help. Mic them up and ask them to lay it all on the table. I'm a brown girl from Pakistan, and I stand with President Trump. He came down that elevator uh -huh. in New York uh -huh. saying Mexicans are rapists, they're criminals. I want you to give me a word or phrase that describes President Trump's first year in office. Absolutely winning. Winning. We're going to get so sick of winning, but we're winning. I love it. I'm going to say chaotic. Yeah, that's a better word. Say what? Chaotic. chaotic. Yeah. I think it's shameful, um, the rhetoric that's been coming out of his office and from his own Twitter feed. I'd say disappointing. I'd say disappointing. brilliant. Brilliant. I would say too much drama. Too much drama. They're working for the American people. Panelists from our Sunday morning show In Focus picked the participants. Eight voted for Hillary Clinton, eight backed Donald Trump. But as we quickly discovered a year later, it's still much more complicated than that. Is Hillary so, president you know, right now? Thank God she's not. Well, there you go. In this first year, what has the president accomplished? She's been making the list. <laughs> she's good to go. How much time you got? He's helping the Veterans Administration. Uh, he's repealing 22 regulations for every new one. I have never seen Donald Trump do anything in his life that was not self-promoting. I will say this. I just got my 401k statement in the mail, and my account has doubled wow. since Donald Trump took Office. The conversations were civil, but seemingly every issue we brought up brought out the divide. What are we teaching our kids? If I had a child and he was calling people names, he would be getting a time out. And our president, our president called a senator publicly that she would do anything. Now, he didn't say it. It's a filthy mind that interprets what, you know. Oh, my what, Lord. I mean, seriously. Okay, and she was bleeding all over from wherever. I mean, 
it takes a dirty mind to interpret it that way. I'm it's sorry. Applied. Everything's applied. There's nothing positive about it. Well, you know, to underscore the divide, the conversations turn to immigration. These voters meeting just days after cult player Edwin Jackson and Uber driver Jeffrey Monroe were killed by an accused drunk driver who was deported twice and is in the U.S. illegally. In response, President Trump tweeted, this is just one of many such preventable tragedies. We must get the Dems to get tough on the border with illegal immigration fast. Should what happened in Indianapolis this weekend shape the debates in Congress on immigration? Should it be part of that conversation? I think it's very well should be because it, you may say, well, it's an isolated case, but not particularly because lately we have had an influx of MS-13 gangs that have come into our country illegally. I don't think that this incident should, should dominate the conversation in Congress as, as an isolated incident. There are situations of illegal immigrants in California and Texas and et cetera, et cetera, that takes place on a, on a regular basis. I think it, it still goes back to he's the leader of our country and his words matter. And, and have an effect. This is a man who's advocated violence, who has said people who, he, he has said at rallies at his campaign uh -huh. to rough people up who cause a ruckus. That's insinuating What about the people violence. that were paid to go to Trump rallies from the Clinton administration I, I to cause ruckus in, in that were Trump supporters? In our First Amendment, you have the right to protest, whether you're paid to, or yes, not. jump on cars and set things on fire? You have the right to protest, you have the right to take a knee. Then. Also still contentious, the NFL and protests this past season. They were kneeling because of racial injustice. They were kneeling because we've got Nazis and KKK marching. The Democrat Party is basically Marxist. That's where I'm coming from. Big jump. Well, if you to want to call him a Nazi. I have to go back to I didn't call Donald Trump a okay, Nazi. But people I said have. That, but people have. Well, that didn't come out of my mouth here today, ma'am. We also found the divide not just political, but personal. When you see it with your own eyes and you see the heart that the man has, I, I it's fake news. Exactly it's all fake news. He still presents himself as a combative bully. And he's fighting, he does. He's fighting for us. Why? But why does he have to present himself that I way? think it's because why the media attack him all the time. He, People, the, 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 he's the, saying the Hillary things. voters are so I'm angry. He's saying things. The media That's is where the anger is coming from. The media is not saying it. During I'm listening election, to it. They're the not election. telling me what to hear. The future is what's so uncertain. And the solutions? Even more so. Do conversations like this matter? Very yes. much so. And they need Very to much so. But the, yeah, but they don't happen enough mm -hmm. naturally. And that's why people don't understand each other and there's hatred. Stephen, are conversations like this important? Uh, yes, I think they're important, but um, I think one of my, my biggest issues with these types of com conversations is making sure that there is a level of respect. You know, I want to listen more because I, I'll have to say that, you know, maybe I've been living in a bubble myself and hanging out with the same type of people with the same viewpoint as me. These are key conversations that need to take place because in order for us to come back together again and and be a be one people, one nation, then we, this has to happen. They are important conversations are. and fascinating ones yeah. too. Pretty and incredible it, to hear what people on both sides are saying. Especially at the end when they kind of came full circle. Some of those people in that second group, they stayed late 
grabbed a beer and continued and talk more. talking. That's yeah. something else. All right. Coming up next on this special edition of In Focus, we're talking with our focus group about a number of other issues in the news these days, including immigration. Plus, how would you describe the typical Trump voter? We're asking our focus group that question next after the break. special edition of In Focus, Hoosiers Divided, as we bring people from both sides together for some important conversations. There's been a lot of talk about the Trump voter this past year, so who exactly are they? We asked the focus group to weigh in. I would like you to give me a word or phrase that describes the typical Trump voter. Smart. <laughs> Good. Patriotic. Okay, I'm Deceived. I think a lot of them saw him on The Apprentice and felt like this guy is a genius. I think hardworking, everyday man who feared socialism, which was where we were headed towards with the previous president. You said that's not fair. Why? Um, I just don't like generalizing people. I think that's very unfair. Obviously, we have four Trump supporters here, all very diverse. So, I guess if I have to pick a word, I. All four of you have spoken tonight, and it sounds, for the most part, that you're very hopeful. So I, I guess I would go with hopeful. I, I think I think impatient. I, I think they uh, sat through eight years of President Obama. The world changed probably too much. What or phrase that describes a typical Trump voter? I don't want to say angry. Probably dissatisfied with um, their where they are in life and what is available to them. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm with her. In this first year, what has the president accomplished? We do have a very conservative Supreme Court justice. Yes. That's that's worth his weight in gold. I will say that I don't think Donald Trump has gotten a lot done with foreign countries or even with Congress. But I think he has taken a lot of actions. I don't agree with a lot of them, but I think he has taken a lot of unilateral actions. What has President Trump accomplished in this first year? Destroyed ISIS, right off the bat. You they're lower, there's less. Tax reform. An effort to control illegal immigration, still going on. He has divided us oh, no, in, in incredibly we got divided, we divided when Obama ourselves. was elected. No, we no. Got, oh, it got worse in eight has, years. has always been a divided country. Are we more divided as we sit here today than when before? Oh, when no, I don't think so. I, think I don't think so. Yes. yes. I think we are. I mean, look at the way we're fighting today. Tense conversation there as well. Yeah, segued into a lot of other conversations. We also asked the focus group, talked a lot about the controversy and the recent news over immigration. My parents came here because in Pakistan, Christians not only were treated badly the way blacks were treated, but they continue to do so. If anything, they have, it's gotten worse. They're getting killed. So we came here to America for us to have more opportunities. And my opportunities are the same as the opportunities that you have. So instead of like America holding is, on to this hatred. America is a great country, but it's an imperfect country. Yes. While, you, while you 
came over here on your own terms, my ancestors didn't. Not everybody who comes across our southern border is Mexican, and it's not a race. I mean, we just get too caught up in these labels, and we want to label everything, and it's foolish. People with their ethnicity, though? I mean, you well, can label people with their ethnicity. What are you going to call someone who's Hispanic? You're going to call them what? A brown person that we created a new race? Not a rapist or a murderer. Well, some are. Some have come here and committed heinous crimes. You look at the prisons down in the Southwest, and they have their share of these illegal criminals in them, and they're costing us money. Why are they here? Why did Obama open the borders to train loads full of hundreds of little children coming from South America and, and Central America and just put them in military borders? Why? They were running from certain death. Certain they were death. running from certain death. I cannot believe they were little children. Yeah. Well, then we were talking about okay. little Every, children. And I'll answer that with, with two or three words, the American dream. Want to go to America, that freedom. They want to come here, and we don't want to push them away just because they're different, and they look different from us. And they speak differently. And what do you want to give them to satisfy their dream? Are you willing to give them free everything? Are you willing to move them into your house? If At what point do our borders... Here, if they want to come here... Then they come the here legally. Freedom. Are they going to bring positive value to our country? We didn't just say, pack up the train, let's take them all over, and, you know. We didn't do that. I don't think anyone said, let's pack up the train. Oh, come on, over. look it. Obama opened the border. What do we think about Russia and interference in the election? I, I could probably guess. <laughs> Individually, as we go around the table. Well, you said Russia, Russia, Russia. I'm assuming well, sarcastically a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we I, just talked about the, the fake news aspect of this. And CIA's recent report that said, you know what, this is proof Russia colluded. Do you believe that? Uh, I don't believe Not, the dossiers. Who do we believe? We don't believe the media. We don't believe our government officials. We don't believe politicians. Who do we believe? I'm sorry, I lost it there. <laughs> <laughs> like always, all I've done is hear everybody. Well, I don't believe this person because they're. This. I don't believe this person. But I mean, I'm even guilty of it too. But like, who is it? Is it your mom? I believe my mom. I guess. A lot of layers to that yeah. conversation. Some of the people, will, some people will hear what was said on immigration there and have a pretty strong reaction. Really strong opinion. Yeah. And it was interesting to see everyone looks at one thing and the perspective is so different depending on your right. background and where you come from. Absolutely. Okay, more to come after the break. We're going to ask our in-focus panelists to hear and weigh in exactly what they just heard. Hi, welcome back to this special edition of In Focus, Hoosiers Divided. So now our panelists, who you see every week here, helped put together this group of Indiana voters. And afterwards, some of them watched. We asked them to share their thoughts. I thought it was a lot of passion. I, I don't think anybody changed anybody's mind. I think, I think the, the table of people you saw here, which I thought were pretty representative of the different opinions, showed how far apart we are as a country, quite frankly. They had a lot to say. Uh, what was neat was they didn't know each other. They left as friends. I think they, they were open to listening to each other. But like Mike said, there's a lot of divisiveness. And, you know, I say it goes back to day one when you had uh, women marching on Washington. I'm not blaming the women, but some of the people that were on stage, like Madonna comes to mind saying she wanted to blow up the White House. It has continued through that. The Trump supporters realize that, and they look at the, the accomplishments that he's made, and the media and others from the left uh, take each day to attack the president like it started, you know, on, on January 21st. So you saw that in their comments. Tonight. I thought it was great how civil they were. And, and just the fact that you, you definitely saw passion and you had a lot of disagreements. And there, there were certainly moments where I thought, you know, people were pretty upset and would disagree in terms of certain things. But 
just overall, I thought um, for an hour and a half where you're not going to change people's minds, I don't think anyone left with a different opinion, but at least they could understand where people were coming from. These are really good things to have happen, I think. We do it every week on TV, and I can sit next to Tony or Mike or Christina, and we can have these conversations, but real people like this, they don't have these conversations as often as they should. And if you do exactly what you just said, you stop, you take that breath, and you think, okay, let me actually listen to you. We're not going to agree, probably, but at least I've heard you and you've heard me. It feels really good. It was re very representative of the way the country is right now. There's a lot of folks that are saying, oh, Trump is this or Trump is that, but uh, they don't really say why. They don't really have an example. It's just that, that animosity, that hostility that's been there from the start. I think the folks that were here as Trump supporters uh, had those examples of you know, fixing the economy, stock market soaring, uh, cutting regulations, 22 to, to every one new regulation, uh, working on uh, fixing the, the Veterans Affairs Department, uh, building the military, all those kinds of things that he's been doing that get drowned out by this bickering back and forth. One of the things I thought was fascinating was the lady who worked in Anthem for so many years. She said, that's okay if he wants to tweet to the domestic audience, but it's another thing to complicate foreign affairs and diplomatic relations and to impact cultures and political systems that don't understand our ways and that can get dangerous, and it's caused some problems, quite frankly. And I appreciate it anytime someone said, I don't really know what's going on in terms of that. I think a couple of people mentioned it with the Russia investigation, and that's, that's difficult to do, to admit that you're not fully aware of it. And, and to say that, rather than to try and make up an argument and to, to come up with something because you want to seem informed, and, and I, I really did appreciate when people did that. Do you think these people at this table are gonna take away anything from this uh, a day, a week? down the road from, from this conversation? I hope so. I hope so. I hope, I hope everybody learns to listen. I mean, you know, I've been friends with Tony for 20 years, but I've learned to listen to him a little bit better in the last two years, quite frankly. Thanks. <laughs> a little civility there <laughs> yeah, for right? Mike and Tony, people <laughs> listening to each other. Who would have thought, right? Exactly. All right, we're back to wrap things up right after this. All right, much more of this conversation right now with our Indiana voters. Head to cbs4indy.com slash Hoosiers Divided. And you can always find more of our program on our podcast, In Focus, Trump, Pence, and the Week in Politics, now available on iTunes, Android, and on SoundCloud. Thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of In Focus, Hoosiers Divided. We'll see you back here next Sunday, In Focus. Until then, have a great weekend.